and welcome to Small Biz Matters here in the studios of Triple H 100.1 FM and across the Community Radio Network. My name is Alexi Boyd. Thank you so much for joining us for another week of fantastic small business education, information and advocacy. And today we've got a jam-packed show once again with two fantastic guests. First, we're going to be speaking to an author of Pivot Power. Now, if that's not topical right now for small business, I don't know what is. And we're going to be discussing lots of tips on ways that you can repurpose yourself, remarket your business, rethink and reshape the way that you work uh, to see if there's ways that you can make more money. Then at 9.30, we're going to be speaking to our regular guest, Tim Hoopman, who is, of course, a small business mental health expert from Beyond Blue. And we're going to talk about valuing yourself online and how being on a different platform doesn't necessarily mean that you should be charging less. And then how do you have that conversation with your potential clients? But first, let's talk to Stu Lloyd. Now, Stu Lloyd is a author of a great book called Pivot Power, and that is certainly very topical at the moment. Do you remember when you first started a business and everyone was telling you it would be a really good idea to niche and really find that specific why about what it is that you do? And now we find ourselves in this weird world where we're suddenly being asked to pivot well away from that. So what exactly does that mean? Do you have to throw your original business idea out with the bathwater and start again? Or is it a matter of lateral thinking and tapping into new skills you never thought you had that could be an opportunity to find a new passion? We're joined by Stu Lloyd, an expert in pivoting. He's even written a book. He's going to be talking about some excellent ideas on how to tap into your own potential and perhaps shift your business in a new and more positive direction. Welcome to the program, Stu. Good morning, Alexi. It's great to have you on the show. Particularly, I always enjoy speaking to authors because they've done their research, they've done their homework. What is it that makes you an expert in this specific topic of small business, in pivoting? Well, am I an expert? We'll let the listeners judge on, on that one. I got interested in pivoting several years ago. I mean, I've been a small business owner operator myself for, gosh, 25 years now. This is not my first rodeo in terms of crisis. In fact, I was counting back the other day. I think I've actually gone through four crises. If you go back to the original Asia financial crisis back in 97, 98, and I was then actually managing director of an agency, an ad agency in Singapore, and right in the thick of that. And I'm pleased to say I came out of that with a top-line revenue growth of 44%. Hmm. and a profit growth of 21%. So I did manage to steer my way through that, and I guess pivoting is part of that. And then we've had the global financial crisis, and we've had other type of crises, but this is a good one. Yeah, This, <laughs> this is, one got us good. This one's going to challenge us, particularly in Australia, of course, with our small businesses. We've experienced um, drought, bushfire, and now the COVID um, crisis. Is that what it takes for small businesses, in your opinion, to be really face like become battle hardy and be ready to change what it is that they're doing. What is it about a crisis that makes you rethink everything? Well, it shouldn't take a crisis for us to rethink. You know, I think I spent a lot of time working with companies on innovation as a, as a broad uh, field. It shouldn't take it. In fact, I'm always banging the drum of every day is a chance for reinvention. It doesn't have to be radical, but great if it is, if, if you know, if there's a, a way of... I, I use the sailing analogy. Let's say your business is a boat. At the moment, all the wind has gone out of your sails. So, you know, pivoting is all about finding new tactics, new strategy to get more wind in your sails so that you can get to a destination and maybe the destination has now changed, but it's all about making more money. 
Yeah, but isn't it a bit frightening with the thought of having to change, uh, like spin on a dime, do, do things really quickly because you're recognising that literally the winds come out of your sails, the revenue's out of your business. Mm. Is, um, does that make us more, in your opinion, uh, creative when it comes to that innovation tactic? Absolutely. You know, the one thing I've noticed, uh, Alexia, over the last three or four months is such a surge of exciting creativity because of necessity, right? Because of the very necessity. All of a sudden, that revenue stream stopped. Damn, how do we pay our bills? How do we keep the doors open? So I think it's been a, a really exciting period. And it has been really exciting for me, A, to witness the creativity of other people, but even myself in terms of pivoting my own business. I mean, a lot of my work is keynote speaking. I fly around Asia Pacific. I spend 200 days on the road. Not anymore. Keynoting. Not anymore. (laughs) But you know what's great about it is all the time I used to spend on the road, now I'm on the ground. That's become productive, creative time for me and has resulted in, for example, writing this book Mm -hmm. and other creative endeavors which have been on the back burner or the one-day list. So I think one thing that uh, people have probably noticed is that the when question has been taken off the table by this crisis. Right. Whereas before you say, all right, we, you know, we might do that next month. We might do, do that next quarter. That's a good idea. Maybe next year. When I have time. When I have time. Mm. When I get around to it. All mm. of a sudden, slam. Now is the time. When has been taken off the table. So we've run out of excuses. And probably a lot of your, uh, your listeners have found themselves in the situation which is, damn, today is the day. Yeah, so, indeed. you know, I, I've been sort of putting out the mantra there of think quick, act quicker. Mm-hmm. That's by necessity. So let's talk about that practical side of things because mm. obviously you can get really bogged down in the mental health issues associated with having your business um, flatline. Uh, what are some great just general strategies you can suggest to how to tap into those new and fresh ideas? I mean, is it a matter of grabbing some butcher paper and some texters and kind of throwing ideas down? Are you better to collaborate with others? What are some What are some top tips you can give us? All of the above. <laughs> do, do anything you can, uh, but certainly yeah, tapping into people, collaborating. You know, I think what you're doing is, is fantastic and I think it'd be fascinating for you to be at the epicentre of so many businesses because you would you know, you'd have a good feel for the temperature of the room in terms of who's doing what. And, you know, I've certainly been exposed to some really good examples in Australia of small, smaller businesses pivoting. I mean, there was one example up on the Gold Coast where a, a pizza company, business suddenly affected, can't, can't have dine-in. And they joined forces with a guy who had a, it's called a hoverboard, which is basically a powered surfboard. Mm -hmm. And next thing, this guy was offering home delivery of pizzas on this powered surfboard up the canals of the Gold Coast. Well, that's Instagram ready, isn't it? And everybody, suddenly pizza delivery became a very exciting, different kind of a thing. Uh, So it's almost taking your idea that is still fundamentally your core business, but changing it up for a different audience. That's it. You know, you you started the the program chatting about rethinking and re-this and re-that. And repurposing is really at the, the heart of pivoting, I guess, where you say, all right, this is at core who we are and what we do and why we do it. 
But then you say, okay, using the same fundamental resources, how do we reallocate those? Mm. How do we find a new purpose for that? And getting back to the boat analogy, yeah, you've still got the same boat. The hull is roughly the same hull, but maybe you've rejigged the sails and the, the riggings and made tweaks to the, the crew and things like that and changed your, your direction. Now you can't sail straight to your destination anymore. Okay, we've got a tack. We've got to go about. We've got a jibe. We've got to f- try a few different things to make it work. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's really a matter of not panicking first and foremost, although the temptation is there. But, you know, the advantage you've got as a small business is the fact that you are agile, you are nimble. Mm. And, you know, I, I go back to my own experience of running, you know, a 30, 40 person advertising agency. And you've got the ability there where you can say, do you know what? This policy doesn't work anymore. This system doesn't fit the times. We're changing it. With effect from this afternoon, this is the new system, bang, and you roll it out. Whereas a big company, and I work with a lot of Fortune 500s as clients, wow, they're, yeah. a, they're a super tanker. <laughs> they're not a jet ski. They are a super tanker. And to, for them to change policy and direction and product is a multi-month, perhaps multi-year undertaking. And, and that is the beauty of small business, that mm. ability to pivot really quickly. So one of the things that um, you mentioned there was that looking at a different audience, perhaps a good place to start would be social media and examining who is observing you and then trying different tactics with the way you advertise to see if you get different eyeballs on your advertising and therefore on your product. Because I think that example of that pizza place that delivered on hoverboards, obviously that would have appealed to Instagrammers, to the younger generation. Mm. People are already ordering pizza, but it became, like you said, it became cooler. Yeah. Is that one way um, that you can investigate what different tactics You've got, to be, you've got to do some beta testing. I know we've got to move fast, but you've still got to know whether or not something's successful, right? Yeah. You know, as I said, uh, think quick, act quicker. Mm. Uh, one of the favorite examples I've got is the Clark Murphy Printing Company. So Clark Murphy have been operating, I think they're now fourth generation, as a printing company. All of a sudden, bang, crisis, orders dry up. What can we do? And literally, I think within three days, they had a new website up for a new thing called Build-A-Desk, which was basically assemble your own cardboard furniture. Wow. Yeah, it's make your own Ikea, yeah? Yeah, love it. (laughs) Yeah, but I say that was within three days. So the thing is, as it turns out, they are run off their feet with orders, and these things cost from 88 bucks, I think, up to whatever, and built out a necessity because the owner of the, uh, the, the print company, Mr. Murphy, just found his own family all cramped. Everybody needed a workspace, a, a, a school space, etc., etc., and there everybody was hogging the dining room table. So he had a problem which he needed to solve, which is a good way of thinking about it. Well, if I've got the problem, maybe other people have got the problem. So within three days, here came the new website. As you say, just pop it up there, and you know it comes back to social media and SEO and all these great things. But the speed of testing and the cost of failure is very, very low. Compared with the failure that you're already in, in, in at the moment. Exactly. Because if nobody salutes your new idea, what have you lost? You've lost, a, 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 say, a couple of days of, of hacking together a website and a bit of uh, brainstorming on butcher paper is, is what you've lost. So the cost of failure in this sort of new economy is very, very low. If you just keep moving, trying new ideas, A-B testing, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I like that idea. I think it's a great idea of looking around you, uh, what's some of the problems that you're experiencing in your everyday life and taking yourself out of your business. And that's not something that we are great at as small business owners. We get head down, bum up, we work, 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 and we don't stop to look around or see what's happening in the world around us. And I guess that's one thing that a crisis like this has forced us to do is to stop and look around and rethink your business in terms of what other problems have suddenly popped to the surface that you might be able to solve. Um, yeah. There's some other great examples that I, I came across last week as well. There was a, um, a pr- another printing company that uh, immediately, oh, they were doing signage um, and they realised they were already producing perspex signs. So immediately they started producing screens that were branded. So not only oh. just plain plastic screens, but ones that have logos on them as well. So there's extra branding there. Um, that was a great pivot. Of course, everyone knows about Stage Kings, great yes. Australian company that's, great example, that's yeah. making, it was an event um, company uh, that created staging for events, obviously. They're zero. They just had zero quickly overnight. And now they're producing this great um, office equipment as well. So there is opportunity out there, but not necessarily just in the whole remote working. I mean, you think about Mm. the butchers who Mm. are very quickly turned to online or phone orders and producing orders in batches and sending them out. The pizza guys who who have made, um, they've they've made home-baked pizzas. So they put the pizzas together. And then you buy them off the shelf, Mm -hmm. but this is freshly made pizza, not some McCain pizza that you buy out of the freezer, but freshly made. And then they started going into local supermarkets as well. And they've actually just completely changed their business model altogether. So there is real opportunity there. Can I ask you with your experience with all the other crises that you've lived and operated through? (laughs) Paused, perhaps. (laughs) Yeah, uh, survived. What, what What is really crucial... Uh, in terms of mental health, in, in terms of your attitude towards looking at a crisis? What do you say to yourself to get yourself through through it, as well as all the skills that you need to show with pivoting? Mm. What is some mental health things that you would suggest people say to themselves to get through this crisis? That's interesting. I mean, it is a mindset thing. I studied psychology, but I'm not a psychologist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's maintaining a positive attitude. As I said before, you know, nobody's going to benefit from panicking. And I think you just need to look at the bigger picture. And if you look at the the graph of the stock market movements, I think that always helps you to put things in healthy perspective. If you look at things like the the Great uh, Depression of 1929, if you look at that in macro terms, it's just a little blip on the radar. Mm. So I I think the, the positive positivity comes from saying we're going to get through this it's very difficult day by day as you're struggling to pay your your rents and your salaries and things like that but if you say all right we are going to get through this but you touched on another point which was the whole thing of new problems to solve you know with the crisis there's a whole bunch of new problems which have reared their heads great how do we solve that? Mm. What have we already got in our toolkit that enables us to solve it? Like your great example of the, of the Perspex uh, uh, shields, for example. Great. We're already doing this. How can we do it slightly differently, which really matches to what people need today? Yes. Slightly different. And this is at the heart of pivoting because you're repurposing, you're slightly tweaking. If you're lucky, it's a slight tweak. If you're a little bit cleverer, uh, it's it's a major kind of a, a retweak, if you like, and a, and a repurposing. But what you're trying to do is just match what we do, or more importantly, what we can do, 
with what the new needs and wants of the market are. And so it's a matching game. It's like Tinder for small business. (laughs) (laughs) Swipe left, swipe right. Do I want to do that? No. Do I want to do that? No. So is it a good idea to to engage with your employees and your staff? How does that conversation go where you're saying, right, guys, um, do, do you... Do you walk into the room and say, well, not the room, do you walk into the online meeting and say, okay, guys, we're just going to completely throw out all of our existing ideas and try something new. I want to hear all new ideas. Or is it about asking them to examine what's going on in the real world and find those um, it's problems to solve? What would you suggest is a, is a good tactic? Well, uh, there's a spectrum of, of answers there, Lexi. One of my favourite pivot types. Now, in, in the course of researching... Uh, this book, I came across 20 different pivot types. I stopped at 20. There may be more. Hmm. <laughs> now, eight or nine of these were popularized in the, the book, The Lean Startup, right, which people are probably familiar with, uh, Eric Reese. He popularized about eight or nine of these. I've gone beyond that. I, I got to 20. I stopped at 20. There will uh, may be more. My favorite one of those is what I call a uh, bit of language coming up. <laughs> Random crazy shit pivot. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds Which, like fun. That's, uh, well, uh, the company Nintendo wouldn't be around without that, which just meant when they ran out of steam in one particular industry, they just said, uh, gee, what else could we do? And they just completely jumped the rails and became something else. That's an extreme thing. The good news is that at the other end of the scale, there are all these other type of pivots which are much more leveraging your existing resources and reallocating those resources, Mm. all right? So, you know, then we get into things like zoom in pivots, zoom out pivots. An example of a zoom in pivot would be something like Toys R Us. So they came out of the ashes of what was a department store the department store fell over. But when they looked at the data, they said, well, one aspect of that was working. That was the toy department. So they zoomed in, got rid of everything else, and just became a toy store and rebranded as huh. Toys R Us. Yeah. The opposite of that is Amazon, which started off as an online bookstore and then said, okay, great, we, we've got the handle of this e-commerce thing. What else could we do? And then they did what we call a zoom-out pivot, which means they zoomed out from just being books to being the everything store. Yeah, and then they completely exploded yeah. and took over the world. So not so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the thing is, you know, you can change your strategic aperture to, you know, that, that, that to me is a real quick fix. If we zoomed in, what does that look like? If we zoom out, what does that look like? So th- this is where the creativity begins to to flow and the butcher paper comes out and then you you kind of map out different scenarios. That's a fantastic idea, actually, just some really great um, strategies and some... A scaffolding that you've created there to help people understand what exactly pivots looks like. Now, unfortunately, Stu, we've completely run out of time. We could talk about this for hours given the current crisis that we're in and how important it is to small business. But where can people find out more about your book? Amazon. We've just spoken about <laughs> that. Yeah, if you go to Amazon.com, uh, Stu Lloyd, S-T-U-L-L-O-Y-D, all of my books are there. And uh, yeah, but but pivoting, you know, small businesses are perfectly placed to pivot. You're, you're agile, you're nimble, you've got the, the killer mindset that's required to make this thing happen and get through it. 
That's so. some great advice. Thank you so much for coming on the program today. Now, if you've missed any of today's program or you've just joined in, you can, of course, listen to the podcast in full via smallbizmatters.com.au or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you ingest your podcasts. And don't forget to give us a little thumbs up, a little rating if you've enjoyed today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today, Stu. My pleasure. And don't forget, think quick, act quicker. <laughs>